0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Sean McElway. You're tuned in to Wild WOW Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's w-o-w-p-o-d-c-a-s-t.me. Now, today we have a special guest. We have Jerry Hardwood. He's here to talk to us about his latest book, Jam Sessions. Jerry, how are you doing?
1: I am doing well. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well. So, tell me the inspiration behind your book, Jam Sessions.
1: Certainly, I appreciate that. Um, so. I started writing a couple of years ago. I've always wanted to write a book and just got involved in a writer's group here in my hometown of Chattanooga. And in the course of that, I got some advice from some men and women who were already published, who had already kind of gone through the ropes a little bit, said, you know, your first book, write what you know. Um, And Jam Sessions really came out of that. Uh, I spent a career – I've had three careers – Uh, My first one is I ran a summer camp, kind of middle school-age kids. Uh, My second one was I was a program director and a counselor at a clinic. Uh, And then my third is I'm a middle school teacher at a public uh, school system here in my community. So Jam Sessions is about a young boy who uh, finds himself in a new school in the middle of the year. So it combines a couple of those uh, career paths and just things that, you know, I had known. So write what you know. The advice I took for my first book,
0: and I agree with that. Writing about what you know—that's uh, part of my history. When I start to write children's books, I write from a place of adventure with my daughter. So, when you were in middle school, did you face some of the problems that your character faces?
1: Um, when I was in, I think fourth grade, uh, we had a school bully. I don't think I was ever targeted by him, uh, but I re- but I remember very profoundly watching him target uh some other some other boys if that makes sense. Um, and so I don't know that I've ever experienced that that bullying piece. I was a I was a kid who played football and was, you know, involved in sports and kinda of had an out for some of that. Um, however, I do remember moving schools uh my sixth grade year uh in my area. Sixth grade was your last year in elementary school, so uh I remember having to change entire schools after everybody in my classmates had been together for six years, um, and I was the new kid. So I very much remember that feeling.
0: So middle school is such a pivotal moment for everybody that goes to school and to experience that, that just kind of a little bit of a culture shock when they notice that other kids are bigger and taller than them. Uh, what's the ongoing message uh, throughout your book jam sessions?
1: I appreciate that question. That's, that's insightful. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a journey where you have to figure out who you are, and you're absolutely right. In middle school, the journey is not always on pace with everyone else, is it? Uh The kid next to you grows taller, two feet taller over Christmas break, and voice drops or, you know, interest change pretty quickly. Um, and so there are sort of two themes in jam sessions that I wanted to follow, uh, the first was how to figure some of that out, uh, and the character in my book figures it out. He has a teacher who has what the teacher calls jam sessions, uh, but they're really just sort of journaling times. So he gives a writing prompt, right? Um, you know, you're a basketball, or uh, you just got something in the mail, and the kids have to free write, um, and in doing so, they, they explore a little bit who they are. Um, and so the benefit of that piece uh, and then the other piece is, you know, be who you are, not who you're told to be. Um, and so my character finds a group of friends that share interests that, he's, that he enjoys um, rather than things he's told to enjoy. Right. So I'm always curious about illustrations.
0: Uh, so this is probably a two-part question. Uh, what made you decide to illustrate the book that's, uh, displayed and how did you contact the illustrator?
1: Yes, uh, so the illustrator, believe it or not, is a, uh, he's a rising junior in high school. Um, and he was one of my students. Okay. Uh, and, uh, the, I always collected his papers and if there were ten questions, he would have done eight of them. Uh, but he would have these just beautiful drawings in the margin. And most of the time, the margins had to do with whatever we were studying, right? So, uh, he had read it and he was drawing the scene out on paper, uh, and just a phenomenal artist. So, uh, I actually contacted him and said, I would love to get you to work with me on the book and draw some pictures for the book, uh, and, and paid him, you know, every high school kid needs a little paid gig, um, paid him and he drew the art for the scenes that I wanted. And that was how I came across the uh, the artwork It's uh, actually one of my, my former students.
0: That's a very interesting way of uh, finding the illustrator and, and uh, a very helpful way as well because I guess with that student there, he gets to see the process and how many revisions he has to go through to make it perfect. And I think they'll start to realize what type of career choice they want to make later in life.
1: I hope so. I hope so. And uh, if you look at the book, you'll see he actually – he sent me the drawings, and then he sent me some polished copies, um, and he actually went back uh, and really liked the rough sketch. So, you know, on the cover, you'll see the boy sitting at the desk, you know, thinking uh, about what he wants to write, uh, and you'll see there's kind of a line that goes down his nose and across his cheeks where my, my student had done the draft lines uh, to draw the face. And um, he talked about revision, like I got the clean copy, uh, and it was nice and pristine, but I really liked that rough sketch a little bit more. And so we really stayed with it throughout the, throughout the book for the illustrations. Um, and I think you just did a wonderful job.
0: Now, Jerry, are you working on another book, or is this the only one for the moment?
1: Uh, no, I, I do have a couple uh, others in the works. Um, so I have one that I'm getting beta read right now. Um, I sent it out to about seven or eight people who are reading it for me. Uh, two of them have kind of gotten back with me, give me some feedback so I can do some content editing on it. Um, it is a young adult dystopian, probably three times the length of this book, um, hopefully be the first book of a series. Uh, and then I just finished a, a draft of another book, um, and I'm letting it sit for a while before I go back to it, right? So uh, just learning that process. You write it. Uh, you let it sit for a while, you go back, you edit it, go to a beta reader, content edit, um, and then, you know, start looking for proofreaders and copy editors, things of that nature. So so I've got two that are, you know, um, they're, they're full drafts. And then I've got a third one that I'm still working on, about two-thirds through. So uh, if that makes sense, kind of where they are in the process. Um, as a teacher, uh, I spend my summer getting those drafts out. Uh, and that way, during the school year, I can sit and do some editing and revision, content editing, things like that. Uh, I've just found that's easier for me to do over a break or to do it in the evening than it is to try to, you know, write a book in those times. It's much easier for me to do that when I have all day to do it.
0: So with that being said, I'm curious, um, how has the COVID-19 uh, impacted your writing?
1: Um, well, for me, it was extremely beneficial. It gave me an extra three or four weeks of my summer, uh, really. Uh, my school system last year, we did, uh, we did online learning in March and April, uh, but we really closed it down early in May because we had to collect kids' computers and we had to do all, you know, Chromebooks, all kinds of things. Uh, and so it really made my summer break start a little bit earlier. Uh, and so I was able to spend that time I used to spend at work. I try to spend the the morning time slot every morning at my desk doing some writing. And so I just I had more opportunity. So for me it was a real benefit, um, and I've, I've enjoyed that that time. I have kids in the house, but they don't they don't get up before noon, so there's no uh, there's no competition there with their time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh,
0: man, to sleep in, I I miss those days. Uh, Unfortunately for me, uh, (laughs) due to the COVID-19, which is a good thing, uh, I've been extremely busy uh, increasing the podcast and and working on some stories myself. So uh, let's tell people where they could purchase your book and how they could get in contact with you to keep you busy.
1: Absolutely. So it's available everywhere. It's available with uh, indie book dealers, uh, Barnes & Noble. Um, You can buy it on um, the Nook or Apple, and then, of course, it's also available on Amazon for people who like that platform. Uh, for the Kindle, um, you can purchase it on the Kindle. It's 99 cents right now on the Kindle. Uh, you can purchase it in paperback there as well. Uh, it is also on Audible, uh, and uh, a gentleman by the name of Donald Davenport, uh, who is probably best known for co-writing a Hallmark story with Kenny Rogers, uh, but he is the, the narrator for it, does a fabulous job on Audible as well. So you can pick it up pretty much anywhere books are sold or Audible books are sold.
0: Well, you're listening to Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Arshon McElroy. We're talking to author Jerry Hardwood. He's talking to us about his latest book, Jam Sessions. Jerry, it was a pleasure speaking with you.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: No problem.